The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. Hi there, and welcome to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. I'm Wayne Shepherd with Reverend Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Percy, how are you doing today? I'm doing very well, my friend. I am alive and well and woke up this morning with a smile on my face. You always have a smile on your face. Listen, God is good, man, because I'm being seen and not viewed. <laughs> all right, I'm not going there. I'm not going there at all, but we are going to talk about cancer as a community disease here today. Yeah, and the question, let's prep it this way why do we say cancer is a community disease mm-hmm. what does that really mean well when we begin to really unpackage the whole uh, application and effect of what happens with one cancer patient when we think about family friends loved ones and particularly for those individuals who are connected to a local church which is part of their social community yes uh, what we know, Wayne, and what we understand, but I don't think that we've ever verbalized it this way publicly, is that there are many, many people who are impacted by one person's uh, experience with cancer. So therefore, it becomes a community disease at mm-hmm. that point, mm-hmm. mentally and emotionally, in terms of the impact of those connected to the cancer patient, of what they're experiencing and what they need help with. Yeah, it starts with the family, of course. It starts with the family. But it, the, the, the concentric circles go out from there. And so we need to we need to, you know, frame that language and put that language out there so people can think about cancer on a much broader level than just only the patient. And that includes the church, by the way. And we'll talk about that as a part of our conversation here today on health, hope and inspiration. As a matter of fact, our free resource we're offering to you as our download this week is called Cancer Care Ministry and Your Church. Now, this is something you feel very deeply about. Well, again, this probably, you know, unless the Lord should tarry and, and, and give me another purpose and another assignment, and that's very possible to be done. I'm still relatively a young man. This this may very well have been uh, the calling of my life with regard to the, the idea of supporting local churches and the faith community with a training program, a didactic uh, understanding about starting cancer care ministry. Some 14, 15 years ago, uh, virtually this was not a conversation held in any local church that right. I was aware of yeah. that, you know, we needed to have some sort of ministry specific to the cancer community. And so I uh, started out with the idea of saying, listen, I think we can do this and, you know, I need to uh, uh, employ some help and, and some resources. And here we are some 14 years later of, of hundreds of churches across the country that have now been trained and developed around the idea and challenged around the idea of cancer care ministry as being part of the offering like any other offering of ministry that are at most churches today. Well, if you've been thinking about this in your own church and you think, well, maybe I should be uh, helping to do something about that, get a hold of this resource. It's available at the website, Cancer Care Ministry in Your Church. I like what you say, Cancer Care Ministry and the church goes back as far as Jesus' words in Matthew 25, I was sick and you took care of me. It's the mandate of of our modern, uh, of the New Testament that Jesus laid out a very nice argument about uh, taking care of the sick, feeding the hungry, clothing the naked, visiting those that are in prison. And of course, I'm paraphrasing. And the end of that 
uh, scripture, he says, when you did this to the least of them, because the question was, well, when did we not do this as we did this unto you? And he uh-huh. said, when you do this unto the least of them, you have done this unto me. Powerful so, words. So it's a mandate. It's not even a suggestion. It's a command and a mandate of us responding appropriately. Look for the download Cancer Care Ministry in your church at healthhopeandinspiration.com. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. They treat the whole person by body, mind, and spirit. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling 866-712-HOPE. That's 866-712-HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. For inspiration, let's turn to God's Word. You have the Bible open there. Yes, sir. The bread of life that we're going to feed off of and a morsel of that, a nugget, uh, a spiritual nugget for us today is found in 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter and the 12th verse. And it says, for as the body... We are members of the body of Christ. That's what we say. We belong to a collective group. For as the body is one and has many members, but all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. And so uh, this scripture is helping us to understand how we should view ourselves as a collective within the corporate setting of, of the kingdom of God and certainly within our local faith community that we are members of the body of Christ. And as a result of that, we need to pay, pay attention and do some things with the members of that body. So let's put that in the context of cancer. If one member of the church gets cancer, all the members are or should be affected by that it, it, compassionately. And fundamentally, when we begin to think of it that way, you know, and, and I don't think that anyone consciously disengages themselves from the thought of that. They just probably have not consciously thought about the collective uh cohesive uh, connection that theoretically you have to a brother or a sister who's a member of your church who may be dealing with cancer. In effect, you are now dealing with cancer. You should be impacted by that. And on some level, there should be at least a concern and a, and a thought to what can I do or we do as a collective body to support and help that individual? Because when one member hurts, the whole body hurts and basically is compromised is what the scriptures tells us. I'm very grateful for all the ministries and the churches. I mean, so many wonderful ministries and, and, and you know, the, the focus of the church is on uh, so many different kinds of needs. But how many churches are actually focused on, on victims of cancer? Well, you know, I think that that number has certainly grown over the years. I tell the story often. I'll tell it again today for the context of this. I can recall vividly, uh, Wayne, uh, when I first started out with this this idea and this concept, and I began to reach out to local churches, large and small, and I can recall having basically uh, churches and pastors just basically not even receive a phone call. Uh, and for those initially in the early days, mm-hmm. again, this is 14, 15 years ago, uh, I can recall uh, some pastors basically saying, listen, we don't really need to have a ministry for this. You know, we pray for our members at our church, and we have this 
this subject covered. We have this, we've got this under control. And I, and because I knew the proliferation of the numbers, uh, I was surprised and I wanted to hear more about, well, what exactly is it that you're doing that you have this under control? And they would say, well, we, we just pray for our members and prayer is a good thing. And prayer is a mandatory dynamic of being a believer, but prayer isn't the end all to everything with regard to supporting people with cancer. There are other very practical needs and executions that the local church should be trained, engaged, and empowered to execute on behalf of those individuals. And so with that, uh, over the years, that number has certainly began to grow. And there are more and more local churches, and there are great churches out here and great pastors who have embraced the idea and understanding that we need to make this uh, a specific part of our ministry and make it a core portion of what we do on an ongoing basis. Galatians 6.2 says, bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. How much more clear could that be? It's pretty clear. You, there, there's no wiggle room there when we understand that we are our brother's keeper, that God has called us to bear the burdens of one another. And that's part of the mandate of being a member of the body of Christ and what our responsibility and accountability uh, is to the members. And particularly when we talk about sickness and disease and not just sending someone a casserole, not just occasionally dropping by the hospital, but being actively engaged in support of those individuals and their families in our local church. And dare I say, Wayne, you know, since we're on the subject, even within our community, we're supposed to reach out to the community there at you large. Go. Sure, of course. So we're not just limited to only just uh, us two and you yeah. know, and no more. What a great outreach for a church. Absolutely. Yeah. Not just us four and no more. We've got to reach out beyond the four walls of our local church and begin to understand that those those individuals within our community are within our reach and our grasp. And we should also uh, make this available to them and reach out to them as well as well. And it, it helps us to grow our local church as well. Yeah. Now, we took the American Cancer Society's incident rates and, and kind of looked at those numbers and kind of put it in the context of the church. Uh, what, what, what did we find there? Yeah, it's interesting. And as we understand that, you know, with some basic math, statistically what, what we've come up with that uh, because every year in a local church, an uh, average church of about 200 members, that, that number may fluctuate of course. up or down depending yeah. on who you talk to. With an average congregation of 200 people, approximately two people are diagnosed with cancer annually and approximately six to ten are living with cancer. Mm-hmm. I communicate on a pretty regular basis with churches across America and even around the world, and I frequently find pastors and spiritual leaders who tell me that they believe that they have very high cancer incidence rates within their local community. But the question to be asked is, are we equipped and prepared to respond to those individuals? We have more people that are surviving cancer today, but we also have a potentially higher number of people who are being diagnosed with cancer. And many of those individuals are sitting right inside of our local churches. All right. Well, while we're on this topic, let me talk about the Our Journey of Hope Ministry Leaders Network. And I know that there's a lot about this uh, that we can talk about, but let me just mention that we developed this to help equip and empower every church in the country to better meet this great need. If you are a pastor or a leader in your church or congregation, we want to invite you to join our growing family of informed ministry leaders in the Our Journey of Hope Ministry Leaders Network. Joining the network is absolutely free. When you sign up, you'll receive access to exclusive online leaders' resources. You'll receive information about ministry training opportunities, and you'll get a monthly informative email newsletter. 
So visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on the Our Journey of Hope logo at the top of the page where you can sign up for the Ministry Leaders Network. Now, how does this fit into what we're talking about Absolutely. today? Absolutely. And the, and the tie-in here is this, is that caregivers, families, and close friends of cancer patients may all begin to suffer at some point from fear, anxiety, uncertainty. Some may even get burned out caring for cancer patients. And so the church needs to be there uh, for all of these folks and to support them in a way that we may not have consciously thought about that before. So we need to train ourselves uh, to first be aware of what people are going through, Wayne. We need to then look at the position that we are in and find out how we can do the most good as members of the body of Christ, bearing the burdens of our brother, uh, meeting those needs as we do that unto them, we are doing that as unto the Lord. And we begin to understand that we probably need some suggestive help, some didactic information, some resources, a relationship with a healthcare organization, All of those needs are being met and fundamentally funneled down to the local faith community through the Our Journey of Hope uh, Ministers Leaders Network. And we have that available. Uh, We continue to add new resources, uh, newsletters on a monthly basis, and the ability to basically have this conversation and to look cancer in the eye and not turn the other way when we're faced with that, because we now have something to say about this conversation. Right, right. Well, we're talking about cancer as a community disease here today on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Our host is Reverend Percy McRae of Cancer Treatment Centers of America. When we talk about it being a community disease, uh, cancer affects not only the person who uh, is experiencing the cancer cells in their body, but it also affects their loved ones, their caregivers. There's a whole community of people, and that's what we mean. Well, as an example, Wayne, we've, we've shared some of these stories before. I, I know of scenarios of, let's just start on the family level, of scenarios of husbands and wives because they were overwhelmed and faced with this burden by themselves. And again, I want to preface, sitting inside of local churches, sitting inside of ministries who felt isolated and they felt overwhelmed and burdened, walked away from their relationship with their loved one and said, listen, I can't handle this. I'm not prepared for this. Sitting inside of a local church, should that really be the dynamic? And if if, if the body of Christ rallied around uh, the patient and or the caregiver, potentially we could offset that, that isolated feeling of I'm carrying the weight of the world on my shoulders mm-hmm. by myself, that they have someone else who now is helping to bear that burden, as we made the scripture reference earlier. I've known of, of children who struggled, you know, they they dropped out of school, they're not attentive in class, because again, the parents are overwhelmed with caring and, and providing for the cancer patient. But again, in our youth groups, can we possibly begin to develop some iteration of this and understanding how to support children uh, whose parents or loved ones or who themselves are cancer patients? Again, the local church has a great opportunity to meet the mandate of being there for the members of the church in a way that that uniquely and authentically speaks to their needs specific to sickness and disease and particularly with cancer. Once you've captured the burden for this, I mean, you don't have to go very far, even outside the door of the church, to find someone to help. No, that's that that has always been kind of the fundamental question that people have asked me is that so once we kind of, you know, rally ourselves and put something together then where are we going to find people? I say just look right around you. Every community has Look them. on your church roll, look on the prayer list. I cannot yeah. tell you how many pastors have uh, attended some of our trainings and have wept in front of other people that mm. they've never met mm. to say 
For a long time, I didn't realize how derelict of duty I was until I really began to pay attention to the prayer requests on a weekly basis. Two, three, four, five people regularly being asked to pray for who have cancer. And I didn't say or do anything other than we will pray for you today. So the need is great, but we really don't have to look very far to find individuals that we can support right away. All right, we'll talk more about this, but let me again point to our free resource, Cancer Care Ministry in Your Church, written by Percy McCray, our host here on the program today. And Percy, thanks for doing these resources so that we can benefit and and really reach out and help people. Absolutely. Again, it was written with the very thought in mind of the this, this of this discussion to help people to start thinking through what what a practical cancer care ministry can look like and how to frame that so that we can start people thinking about how to incorporate this idea and concept inside of their local church. Again, it's called Cancer Care Ministry and Your Church, a free download right now. Uh, download it, print out as many copies as you want, maybe share it with some uh, some others at your church that you think uh, might have a uh, an affinity for doing what you feel led to do and uh, share that around. Download it at healthhopeandinspiration.com. If listening to this conversation has gotten me fired up and I want to do something, what are the steps involved? What what should I do next? It's interesting. I just had a phone call just recently from a minister who was calling about attending one of our, our Journey of Hope training classes. And she was asking the exact same question. She said, I've, I've, I've gotten a hold of your information online and I, I just want to think through how does this work? What are some of the steps that needs to be taken? And so we we talked through that on the telephone. And so here are some of the uh, key points to consider in mind. Number okay. one, uh, what is important is if you really want to get serious about this, just like any other ministry, think about any other ministry, viable ministry inside of a local church. First and foremost, they establish a leader, someone who will spearhead and be kind of the, the hands uh, and feet an action person. Doesn't have to be the pastor who's already overloaded. And we actually encourage it not to be the pastor for that reason. We need the pastor to embrace the understanding of this to cast the vision. We know that if the pastor doesn't say so, the the members tend to kind of not follow. So the pastor needs to declare, this is what I believe the Lord is leading us to do, and we're going to implement a new ministry. So we need the pastor to cast a vision. So it takes leadership. It takes leadership, but we want and encourage the pastor to delegate a leader. Now, who is the leader? Who are our, our ideal candidates to be the leaders? It can be individuals who were former cancer patients. Again, I underscore the word former, not mm-hmm. active. Mm-hmm. Active cancer patients are still working through the mental, emotional, physical struggles of being a patient, and they won't be able to keep up with the demands of this. But someone who is a formerly treated cancer patient or a caregiver who has a burden and insight to understanding this would be ideal. Someone who has worked in the healthcare profession a nurse, a former nurse, someone who's worked in a clinical setting who has some sensibilities around that dynamic also would be a great person to potentially head up this type of ministry. And then from there, uh, that person becomes uh, locked in and, and with regard to what we want to do as a church. And then the church needs to come up with a name. Think about all of the ministries that you have at your church. They all have a name. They call themselves something. And that name should represent the action of what this ministry is going to do, uh, you know, w- around support, 
cancer, yeah. health, etc. Yeah. The care crew. That's exactly right. <laughs> Something that you can put on a T-shirt, on a ball cap, that people will then identify with as being on that team. And then from there, you begin to recruit individuals inside of your local church who have a passion, someone who has been a caregiver, someone uh, who had a loved one that may have experienced a cancer journey uh, that will be willing to say, I understand the challenges of this, and if I had a t- this type of ministry inside of my church, how that would have benefited at me. And then the big important piece is you need some resources, some information. That's where the Our Journey of Hope curriculum will come into play, that you begin to understand the nuances, the do's and don'ts, understanding cancer, what is your enemy, the need is great. These are all particular chapters of the curriculum of the Our Journey of Hope program that we provide to local churches. Yeah, where do we go to learn about this? They're all free of charge. You can go to ourjourneyofhope.com, all one word, all lowercase, ourjourneyofhope.com, and and you can uh, find a class that you can attend. The classes are free. We charge you nothing. There is no other shoe to drop. There will be no offering that will be asked in the middle of the training. We will provide you everything that you need to go back to your local church that then you can start training your team to start one-on-one ministry. We're not talking about a cancer care support group. You want to, If you want to start a cancer support group, you can do that. Mm-hmm. But our journey of hope is designed to enlist individuals, to train them to do one-on-one care with families and individuals. And then ultimately your group can get to a, a, a certain size that then you can begin to train a trainer to train another group. Yeah. So that you can multiply this activity. That's exactly right. That's what Jesus did. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, he took 12 and then he dispersed that 12 and said, listen, you go do what I was doing to those that I can't reach and begin to create groups that you grow your group inside of your local church, reach out to your local hospital. You would be surprised how many local hospitals would welcome that type of structured ministry. Is that true? Absolutely. Be mindful of the fact that they have rules and they have standards. Oh, yeah, you got to fit into the program. Yeah, but but they will welcome you to come. Make yourself available. Absolutely. There is a particular church in Indiana that he did that, the pastor did that. They gave him an office at his local at his local hospital where he could take his group and basically position them inside of their local cancer Why hospital. Why are we so timid to even ask? So it is an amazing thing because with that, uh, I don't think that we've ever been challenged to think about that outside of the four walls of the local church. So these are some action steps that you can take immediately. You can do a monthly program. Uh, your group can meet twice a month. You can bring in speakers. Uh, I've actually been invited to go out to probably four churches this year alone to just speak to their groups, to encourage them, to speak to their congregation about the subject and the conversation of cancer. And this is how you perpetuate this ministry and you keep that message in front of your audience and you empower your group and then you grow from there. There are people who have done bake sales, car washes, they do gift baskets, they do comfort baskets. Then you can get very creative with your group. Sure you can. And from there, who knows what door the Lord will open up unto you. There's a gentleman in Hawaii right now. Now this, you're going to love this, Wayne. (laughs) He's gotten a sponsorship from a local concrete company. They're putting his cancer care ministry logo on their cement truck. You're right. I do love that. I just had a conversation with him a couple of weeks ago, and he told me all about this. He has taken what he learned from the Our Journey of Hope training that we offered at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. That's OurJourneyOfHope.com. 
put it into practice in his local community, and now he's reaching out to his entire city. We've done whole programs on how hard it is on caregivers and how caregivers are the unsung heroes of this whole matter. And imagine being able to come alongside a caregiver as a church or as a group and to step in and say, hey, we're going to give you the day off or we want to help. We want to give you a break. We want to help. We can do that. I know of scenarios where that is exactly what has happened. Uh, There have been men who have gone to husbands and said, listen, today you're going to go and shave. Today you're going to go fishing Mm. or Mm -hmm. you can go bowling or whatever it is that you do. Something they would never do. That's exactly right. And these are people that they have close ties and relationships with that they didn't ask. They said, listen, today you're getting up and getting out of the house. We're going to watch over. And they knew that they could trust those individuals, obviously, with their loved one, that basically had they not done that and stepped up, that person would literally not move from the bedside of their loved one because they're so committed. So, yes, the impact is profound when we talk about being able to support caregivers, the unsung hero. We're talking about cancer as a community disease, which means that all of us can pitch in and help. There's no question about that. With hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa, Cancer Treatment Centers of America takes an integrative approach to cancer care. They use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Please visit our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com, and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. You can do that by simply calling 866-712-HOPE, 866-712-HOPE, 712 hope. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Now, we have a free resource we want to offer to you from our website right now. You can download it immediately. It's called Cancer Care Ministry in Your Church. Percy, if anything we said today has resonated with anyone listening, I trust and hope that they will download that and pray over that resource that they're they're reading. Absolutely. It will give you a jump start to basically moving in that direction, and it will allow you to begin to think about how you possibly can uh, implement a cancer care ministry inside of your local church today. Cancer care ministry in your church. A free download at healthhopeandinspiration.com. I have a feeling hearing the scripture again is going to mean even more to us after this conversation today. Yeah, what we've been talking about, we've been talking about cancer is a community disease. And one of the aspects of our local community is the church. It is a it is a foundational portion of our community. So listen to this scripture again for the first time. First Corinthians, the 12th chapter and the 12th verse. For as the body which is part of the community representation of the church is one and has many members, but all the members of that one body being many are one body. So also 
is Christ. We are members of the body of Christ. The body of Christ is part of the community of our world and where we live. And when one of our members, family members or friends are uh, stricken with cancer, we all basically are impacted and therefore cancer is a community disease. Yes, thank you. God bless you, Percy. Thanks for what you're doing. You have such a unique responsibility and God has gifted you to do it. So thanks for following that calling. You're welcome, my friend. I love you and thank you for being my partner and co-host. Don't forget to subscribe to this program at healthhopeandinspiration.com. You can subscribe at iTunes or any podcast app. Just make sure you subscribe to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. We'll see you next time. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with past pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.